something you can vibe to Something you can bump up in a ride to Brother, this is something you get high to Turn up in a function you can slide to Give you something you can vibe to Something you can bump up in a ride to Brother, this is something you get high to Turn up in a function you can slide to Slide to You can tell her this is my move Only making music cause I like to Like fuck a pin and pay, don't need a right to Only keep you around me cause I like you Wife to This is something you can bop to Yeah, Charlie keep it low cause she can drop to Like fucking you can pull up to the spot to What's up, what's up, what's good with it, everybody? We are back in the episode of the Pick and Roll Podcast. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. We got college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, so you know we got some fire topics for y'all. Sam, what's up? What's good, world? Sorry it's been a minute, but we back. We back, we back. So, let's just jump right on into it, man. The game that everybody was anticipating uh, over the weekend finally happened, and the outcome was a little surprising to me, I will say. Maybe not to some others, because I saw a few people pick LSU, but uh, LSU and Bama, man. this the, the outcome of the game was LSU pretty much dominating that game from start to finish. It didn't really look like uh, the Alabama team that we had seen throughout the entire year. I'm not necessarily sure if um, if Alabama just, I don't know if they didn't get up for the game the way LSU did or what, but I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think LSU was a better team than Bama? Than Bama? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I think they were definitely better on Saturday, but um, no, nah, I don't think they necessarily a better team. Bama just, they really shot their stuff in the foot early, honestly. Two of fumbling the ball. Untouched, just fumbling it for no, for no apparent reason. Then you get the punter who dropped. You know what I'm saying? They they made some costly mistakes early. They didn't really give themselves a chance to win that game. Not saying LSU wouldn't have won anyway, but I mean, Bama didn't give themselves much of a chance to win that one. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to just go out on a limb and say LSU was better than Bama. They. They looked like a better ball club than Bama, just like you said on Saturday. But I'm just not convinced that they beat Alabama like any given day. I just feel like I feel like when a team is better than a team, then you can say wholeheartedly, you line them up on a neutral site, LSU wins that ball game. But I don't believe that I can say that. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from the Alabama and LSU game was that. Alabama can't tackle. I don't know. I I have no. This is they did not look like your typical Alabama team. It, it was very uncharacteristic of Alabama. They missed a lot of tackles. They had LSU's running back looking like a Heisman out there. He was doing what he wanted every time he touched the ball. And along with that, there's no secret that Alabama has always struggled with quarterbacks who can run, capable runners, not necessarily. Uh, straight scrambling quarterbacks, just guys who can pass the ball, but if you give them some space, they can make something happen. And that, to me, was what uh, what separated the two. I'm not sure if Tua wasn't healthy enough 
to take off and run if his ankle was still bothering him. But there were a lot of opportunities I saw where Tua could have taken off, got an easy first down, or just ran and got a lot of yardage just to make them aware that he can scramble. We all know Tua. He's a pretty athletic guy. He can get up out of there. He's not like a guy that's going to break off a run and score a touchdown for like 60, 70 yards, but he's a capable runner. Same with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow took advantage of that. He saw a lot of opportunities where Bama, uh, Bama's defenders had their backs turned to him or he saw an open lane and he would run, scramble, get a first down, get down. That, that to me, was the deciding factor of that game is that Joe Burrow looked more like a prepared quarterback than Tua did, which, granted, Tua hadn't played in a couple of weeks, but I'm not giving him that pass. I, I just – I don't think I can, but – yeah, I, I definitely don't want to slight LSU because they definitely look like a, a good ball club. They look like a top two ball club in the nation. Uh, I'm not ready to crown them as the best team in the nation just yet. And um, I also I, – I believe that LSU will lose. But we'll we'll touch to that. We'll touch on that here in a little bit. But um, I guess speaking of being number one, man, LSU is now number one ahead of the college football playoff poll. Uh, they jumped Ohio State. But the biggest surprise to me was that there were a lot of losses this weekend. Uh, we saw Penn State lose to an undefeated Minnesota team. Excuse me. Of course, Alabama lost. So we had a lot of shuffling going on. And Alabama is right now sitting at fifth in the college football playoff ratings rankings after losing to LSU. Uh, in a game that they never led, they trailed the whole game, if I'm not mistaken. And it just they just didn't look that dominant of a of a team. Also, with that being said, with them being at number five, um, they have a or ESPN released a statement today saying that Alabama still has a 69 percent chance of making the playoff without even winning the SEC. That's a 70% chance of making a playoff. So basically, it's almost like the standards that they typically go by in the college football playoff don't apply to Bama this year. Do you think that that's fair, that they still got a 69% chance of making it even without winning the SEC? Well, I don't think it really has anything to do with it being fair or not. It just, I mean, the way everything's set up right now is is just still set up for it to be possible. I mean, you got a chance for Georgia to beat LSU in the um in the um SEC championship game, and then I mean, Oregon, you could pretty much bet they're probably not going to win out. They're going to eliminate themselves. Like it's a it's a lot of things that can happen. That's got to happen in order for Bama to get in. But I see how the chances are so high. Just looking at who's ahead of them and what everybody has to play left. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like you said it's not really because they still a, play Auburn too. Yeah, they do. I don't. I think they'll be Auburn. I think that that I don't know why, but I feel like teams always. I don't know that Auburn game for some reason it boosts teams' resume, and Auburn to me is not that good of a team this year. It's like it's some big accolade when these teams beat Auburn this year, and it just it has hasn't meant much to me this year at all. Because I don't think Auburn's a great ball club. They're a good ball club, but they're not much better than anybody else. And I don't know. I guess we'll see how that plays out with 
um, Batman Auburn, but um, I, uh, like, I guess like you said, it's not necessarily a fairness thing, um, but it's it's just a little weird to me when we've seen on multiple occasions teams who have not won their conference championship automatically ruled out of winning or making it to the playoff just off the strength. Oh, they're not going to win that conference, so they're, they're, they're ruled out. Look at teams like Oklahoma. Oklahoma could run, win the rest of their games, go on to even win their uh, conference championship, but have one loss. But still, even with that being the case, Alabama will still get in over them. And to me, that doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't like that very much. I y'all got in without winning y'all's conference title before. Um, when? The year Penn State won it. But we didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We made it in that fourth. We got slapped that year, too. But, but still, it just it, it depends on your resume. And Bama still got a chance to strengthen their resume. And they got people ahead of them and behind them that's probably not going to win out. Yeah, I I mean, I if, guess when you look at it, I guess from that standpoint, yeah. But I, I just – I don't know. I feel like it's – I And I said it wrong, too. They they don't need – they don't need Georgia to win. They need to LSU win. to win out. Yeah, they need LSU to win. Because if Georgia – which I have – I actually have that happen. I have Georgia beating LSU, which that will probably keep them out of it. Because LSU – then LSU will probably get in. And yeah, not they'll still get in just off the strength that they went undefeated regular season and lost conference championship. And then that automatically bumps Georgia into the conversation, which that's a that's a, a matchup that I'm really excited to see. Reason why I'll say uh, Georgia will beat LSU is because LSU has shown time and time and time and time again. Yes, they're undefeated. They're finding a way to win these ball games, so it doesn't matter. But they are so susceptible to the run. They cannot stop the run to save their lives. Um, Najee Harris went crazy. His, he, had he had a phenomenal day. And if Tua and his receivers could have been on the same page, I don't think that that game is close. They we saw them get it. Yeah. They started clicking at the end. That's exactly. Those early, those early uh, mistakes cost Bama the game. Definitely, and even even with that being said, like I I still think with those mishaps, Bama should have won that game. Yeah, there were a, a few tackles that they should have made, dropped passes that should have been caught. They just they just like I said, they had a very uncharacteristic game, and I still do believe that. Alabama's a better team than LSU. I, I believe that, and I feel like if they were to play, let's say, best two out of three, I would give Bama the next two games. I believe Bama will win the next two games. But uh, obviously obviously, that's not, you know, a they dimension that we live in. That's understandable. I figured that was going to be the case, but, I mean, you suit up, you get out there, hey, right. it is what it is. So, obviously, there was – enough that the coaching staff, coaching staff saw to allow him to not only start that game but play the whole game. They didn't make no changes. Uh, I saw a play where his ankle got uh, tangled up and it looked like it could have been a, a potential issue, but they kept it pushing. So 
I mean, obviously, there there's always going to be speculation about a player being injured, especially when he hasn't played in two weeks and then he comes back in his first game. Like, with with his injury, it was a little – I guess there's cause for speculation there because, we, I mean, we, we know how two is. And like I said, two is a guy that's not scared to tuck it and run. He didn't run the ball at all against LSU, so – to me, I kind of believe the ankle probably was a bit of an issue, but even with that being said, I don't think that that's the cause for them losing that game. But, um, yeah, man, let's let's uh, let's touch on some some other teams. I feel like we didn't talk about them for a while. Um, uh, my Buckeyes, we we held that number one spot in college football playoff for a little while until uh, LSU basically beat Bama and jumped us. Um, all of, I guess all of the aftermath that's going on here with Ohio State surrounding Chase Young, this is something that I feel like we need to touch on. For those of our listeners who do not know, uh, Chase um, now the, the uh, suspension from the NCAA has come out, so he will be suspended for one more game. He was already suspended for one. But this will be his second uh, suspension, and after this, he'll be cleared to play. But the background on this whole Chase Young thing, man. Chase Young um, apparently borrowed money from a friend to have his girlfriend come to the bowl game. Uh, He borrowed – I don't even know if it was last year. I think it was the year before last. But – um. He borrowed money from a friend, from a family friend, to get his girlfriend a flight to the bowl game. Um, and like I said, this was a, this was in December when he borrowed it. April, that money was paid back in full. And they still found reason to suspend him for borrowing money from a family friend. Now, this wasn't a guy that was an agent at all. Um, he was simply a family friend. Do you do you think that this was the right thing to do as far as suspending him? Um, I mean, it's the rule. So from that aspect, I got to say, yeah. But, I mean, you know how I feel about the NCAA and their rules. I, I don't agree with them at all, ever, for the most part. And this is another one of those instances where, I mean, we're talking about borrowing the money. He even has proof that he paid it back. So I don't understand. But like I said, it I mean rules are rules. So it just it doesn't make sense to me as far as the NCAA is concerned. Just off the strength that they come out and make this statement that they're trying to move forward and getting players to pay for their likeness and things of that nature. So they're trying to turn over a new leaf. At least it appears that way. And then you turn around and do something like this. Like not only is this just like a uh. I guess a college football player. This is the college football player. Like a couple of weeks ago, there was talk about him being the first defensive player to win the Heisman since Charles Woodson. Like that's that to me is insane that all of this would happen. Now, for those who don't know, the first suspension actually came from Ohio State. Ohio State suspended Chase Young uh, for the first game. Uh, because they wanted to go ahead and get it out the way before the NCAA got their hands on it because they felt like if the NCAA got involved, he would be suspended for a total of four games. So Ohio State go ahead, went ahead and did themselves some justice and suspended him for a game, but 
it just it it's like how can you be moving toward making a difference in these players getting paid for their likeness and at the same time you going back and like ah well nope a couple years ago he took some money from here we gotta get him we gotta get him like i feel like that that suspension is outdated. If you're moving forward and trying to get these players paid for their likeness, I don't see the harm in him borrowing money from a family friend and then paying that money back. Like they've said that if, if the money would have been borrowed from someone, excuse me, that wasn't that he couldn't prove was close to the family or that he couldn't prove that he paid back, that would have been the major issue. But he proved all of that. He proved all of it. And to me, that doesn't warrant a suspension. But, I mean, like you said, rules are rules, I guess. But I don't know, man. I feel like that's a little steep for borrowing money for a plane ticket. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm never with the NCAA on these rulings. Same shit with the James, James Wiseman shit. Yeah, that, that shit. Yeah, that I'm. I'm glad you you said that. We're gonna touch on that right after we talk about this last college football topic because that shit really rubbed me the wrong way too. But um, before we get off college football, we have one, two, three, four, five teams that are undefeated. Who is the best undefeated team left? We have Ohio State, we have Clemson, we have LSU, we have Minnesota, and we have Baylor. Out of those teams, who would you say is the best undefeated team? Baylor. It's like, no, I'm playing. <laughs> I don't know for real, man. It's tough to tell. I mean, I feel like if you go Cut by, it out. I feel like if you go by resume, it has to be LSU. Cut it but out. As we said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about LSU's resume, um, we not slighting LSU, but it's just that the teams that they've beaten were not big believers in in the first place. Like Texas. And nobody believe in Texas like that. And then um who else Florida. Florida. We don't believe in Florida like that. So I mean it's not saying that LSU is not a good team. I'm just not not a believer of those guys that they've beaten. I know you want to say Ohio State, but we don't really know about y'all either. Man police. Anybody you line up I, I feel like there's always going to be cause for doubt when your opponents aren't really, I guess, as gaudy as most people would want them to be. But if you line up along across from another team and you every single week look like you are head and shoulders above that team, I don't think that you can knock knock a team. That being the case with Ohio State. I feel like everybody that Ohio State has lined up across from, they've manhandled. Like, it has not even been a close game. Everybody made it seem like, oh, yeah, Wisconsin slipped up the week before Ohio State, but uh, they're going to give Ohio State a good game. They were the number one defense in the nation when they played Ohio State. And Ohio State put up 50 on them. Like, easily 50 and held them to seven points. Really shouldn't even been a score. The only touchdown that they scored was a a duck that the quarterback threw in between two players that just so happened to fall in this, uh, one of the players' arms in the, in the end zone. But Ohio State 
to me, has the best player in the nation in Chase Young, the best defensive back in the nation in Jeffrey Akuda, which they have him being the first D-back to be taken in the upcoming NFL draft. It, it just, And then you add that to a potent offense led by Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins, one of the best running backs in the nation. They, to me, scream best team in the nation, just like the committee thought last week before LSU beat Alabama. I feel like the only reason, excuse me, they flip-flop spots was just because they beat Alabama. And that's not a slight to LSU because everybody, I mean, that that's what should have happened. They beat, I feel like they are deserving of that, seeing as they just beat, you know, another undefeated team. And what I think to be their most impressive win to date, even though I don't necessarily believe that they're that much, that they're even better than Alabama. But I don't even think that there's, it's even close when it comes to who's the best team in the nation. I I, mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly believe that it's Ohio State because we haven't seen we haven't seen them struggle not once we haven't seen I haven't seen a week until y'all play Iowa and get beat by thirty we don't play them I'm just saying that's what happens to y'all though no that's not what happens to us this year all right we got we got we only got three more games we got Rutgers this week blowout. Then we got the two big boys. We got Penn State. Then we got to go to Michigan. Both so, of those. So you saying that Rutgers going to be the one y'all lose then? I'm saying Rutgers is we're going to beat the shit out of Rutgers just like we beat the shit out of Maryland this week. All right, well, everybody was caused. Everybody was causing people, all of this hysteria. Chase Young's not playing. Ohio State's going to take a step back. We put up 70 last week. We liable to put up 70 again too. this week. I'm not a believer in Clemson at all. Um, I happen to believe that Clemson's going to lose, which is going to eliminate them from the playoff race, which, to me, that's what's going to open the door for a Bama conversation again. Clemson not losing. Clemson's going to lose. And You're I'm just gonna saying t- that because they y'all's kryptonite. Y'all not beating Clemson. Man, we will beat the shit out of Clemson, and I hope. I hope that they do win because I want to see Clemson and I want to see LSU because these are two teams that the last time we played, they beat the shit out of us. I want to see both of these ball clubs. This Clemson team this year, reason why I'm not scared of them is because their defense is nowhere near what it has been the last few years. Let's just call it what it is. That's the reason why they don't look like the Clemson that everybody's expecting them to look like. They've got everything back on offense. It's that defense. They have a lot of pieces that are missing on that defense. And when their defense isn't the way that it has been the last couple of years, they don't scare me. They don't scare me not a bit. The Mm -hmm. only team in the nation I feel like you line us up against and we're going to have a nice little battle is going to be LSU and Alabama. Anybody else, I feel like we're smashing. And Clemson. I think we, this year going to be fun because this this college football playoff is going to be four teams who actually got a chance to win it, I think. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I don't know. I think LSU will lose. Though. I think LSU is going to lose to um, – they got a good chance of losing a Wake Force, which I happen to think they'll beat Wake Force because they're going to be at home. Uh, Clemson will be. And then – it's it's the showdown. I think that they're gonna lose the last game of the season to South Carolina. Robbery game. They're gonna smash them. They going they they going to the playoffs. Have you watched South Carolina this year? Yeah. 
South Carolina got a good ball club. And they up and down, though. They inconsistent as hell. And I bet you they be up for that one. I bet you. Mm-hmm. We'll see. They tend to get up for them guys. I mean, they didn't already knock Georgia. They play Alabama tough for, what, about a half and a half and midway through the third quarter till Alabama took off on them. But this is a team that's definitely going to get up for Clemson, especially if they know that they can ruin Clemson's chances of going to the playoffs. Yeah, you heard it here on the Pick and Roll podcast. They will lose to South if they don't lose to Wake Forest. They got to beat Wake Forest. If they beat Wake Forest, they'll beat. Or if they lose to Wake Forest, then they're going to beat South Carolina. But South Carolina, if they come into that game knowing that they can ruin Clemson's chances of going to the playoffs, Clemson going to lose. You heard it here first. But – Let's move along, man. Let's let's talk about some college basketball now, man. I'm I'm excited that it's finally here. But as excited as I am, I'm in what's already occurred in the short season that we've already started to watch, man. James Wiseman has been suspended. Now I know a little bit about it. About I guess the suspension. You probably know more than I do. What what's the whole issue what's going on with the suspension man well so um penny i guess paid for some a moving truck or something for him to move his stuff to campus in memphis and not because penny's a coach but because he has donated money to the university before he's technically considered a booster so that's why he's getting suspended. But yeah, it's just more dumb shit from the NCAA. Like you're a coach and you you can't help one of your players move in. Like I just think that's stupid. It's just it's too many rules. It's too many rules. I I just think I think some rules should just counter cancel each other out. Like a, a scenario like this, for instance. We've never had a situation like this occur. Like, yes, Penny was a booster. Yes, Penny gave money to the university. That's what you do after you leave a university and you make it big. You give back to your college. Now you're the head coach of this university. Why the fuck is it a problem for you to help your players move in? Like, what type of shit is that? I guarantee if Penny would have helped a fucking walk on senior move on move to his apartment or some shit we wouldn't hear a damn thing about it but just because it's james wiseman the number one player in the nation obviously it's going to be a big headline and it's going to cause some backlash but that shit is just fucking ridiculous to me man like it's we're not talking about him accepting no improper benefits we're talking about penny helping him move in now if you can show me some proof that Penny tampered a little bit and gave him some money or did any type of shit that was super illegal. Yeah, all right, I'm all for it. Do what you got to do. But this shit don't make no sense to me at all. You're ruining a, a freshman season, not only a freshman, the freshman, the number one player in the nation. You're shutting down his season because his coach helped him move onto campus. Like, what the fuck? Like, that don't even make sense to me. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I read that um, he got a lawyer and that um, he's going to be able to play until the investigation is done or something like that. So hopefully they do the right thing. But 
So yeah. if if he does play until you know they get things cleared, what happens if they do end up suspending him? Do they? Do you think that uh, Memphis would have to forfeit those wins that he played in? Nah, he'd just be done from that point. That's bullshit, man. Well, I hope he gets his rocks off right now and shows everybody the talent that he has because James Wiseman is a beast. Yeah, he's he he's definitely a guy that that people should should keep an eye out for. If you haven't watched Memphis play this year, watch them boys. They've got a lot of talent on that court. James Wiseman being the center of it all, but uh, I just I hate this for for players. Like it's like. The NCAA is so close to doing something monumental, but in the process of being so close, they're fucking everything up prior to doing it. Like, I, I just—it's just crazy to me that they said they're looking by twenty twenty one to be getting players paid for their likeness. Twenty twenty one go roll around, and hopefully this shit goes the way that it's supposed to, and these players gonna start getting paid. Then we're gonna look back at the years prior, like. Damn, if only James Wiseman would have been on this, or if only this shit would have been passed back then and Chase Young wouldn't have had to be suspended, or James Wiseman would have been able to finish the season now. Hopefully, hopefully he will be able to, but let's say he doesn't. Like, that's going to be some shit to look back to. Like, what if? Like, I wonder what that Memphis team would have been. Like, I just feel like they're doing way too much, man. Like, it's, I don't know. This, this shit makes my head hurt personally. It's like it's always something with them. Take one step forward, you're gonna get the payers played. You take three steps back by suspending players. Like this shit don't make no sense at all, man. But let let's uh let's talk about some I guess something something that, you know, is more lively than players being suspended. This has been a pretty interesting season, and the season's just started. We've had um, opening night. We had Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State. Duke beat Kansas, which was, I guess, somewhat of an upset since Duke was four and Kansas was three. And uh Kentucky upset Michigan State, saying that they were number two and Michigan was number uh, one. So, that being said, we had a lot of shifting going on. We had the top four teams shift, and then on top of that, we had Kentucky, which was just number one, be upset by Evansville. The Aces. What? (laughs) Evansville. Like, what the fuck? Now, that's not a slight because Evansville, they're, they're, they're a good program. They, they make the tournament. They make the tournament here and there. That's the thing. They didn't lose at no neutral site. They lost in Rupp Arena. They were 39-0 and 0 when they were ranked number one at Rupp Arena against non-conference opponents. And they lost to Evansville. Yeah. Like, well... <laughs> When I, think, I saw it, I was confused. Like, I think this year is unique in the aspect that there ain't nobody that's very good right now as a team. Nobody. And that was going to be my next question. If you had to pick right now, who would you say is the number one team in the nation? It's so jumbled. I'm biased right now. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> ain't nobody no good right now. Like, dead ass. There, there's, 
usually at this point, I know it's early, but usually at this point, there's a team where you're like, oh, yeah, they're that, that, that going to be tough this year. And I, I, don't, I don't see that out of nobody. I wasn't impressed. I haven't been impressed with us. Kansas looked horrible. They turned it over 30 times against us. Michigan State got beat by Kentucky, who just got beat by Evansville. So, I mean, I, that was your top four right there. Right. Like, I don't know. It's it's real early still, so it don't really matter. But I think right now, there there aren't very there isn't a best team in the nation. I think everybody's got a lot of work to do. That's exactly what my answer was going to be. I was definitely going to say, I don't I don't know. Like I don't I don't believe that if you lined up every team in the nation, I could tell you this team right here is the best team in the nation. Nobody is. I don't believe that nobody is at this particular point. Just off the strength that. It's been a long time since we've seen um, teams show their weaknesses this early in the season. Like, it's not like these teams are uh, losing to teams that are better than them or anything like that. Like, we don't necessarily know who's better than who because everybody has a glaring weakness. Like, it's it's just I, – I, I don't know, man. It's – this is going to be an interesting year, excuse me, just because I honestly believe that this season is going to be dictated by coaching. Yep. It's not going to be the talent on the court because nobody has head and shoulders more talent than anybody else. Last year, Duke was star-studded. They had the talent. I mean, it, you, there's nothing that you see out there this year that's just like, yeah, that's the squad right there. That's the team to beat. There's not one. So it's going to come down to them coaches. And I'm just so – I'm happy that my Blue Devils got the best coach in the nation. The best coach ever. So, I mean, we're in a good position. That's why I feel like we're uh, – our weakness isn't as detrimental as it could be. Um Let's just be honest, man. We don't got no offense at all. Like mm-hmm. There's not even with these teams that we've been blowing out, we've been getting a lot of our points off defense, which that's perfectly fine with me. I'm cool with that because I love how our team gets after it on defense. Joey Baker playing yet? Uh, yeah, Joey Baker did play. Um, I want to say he went like one for three from three or something like that the other night. Tough together. Um, Alex O'Connell bought out last oh night. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm he, did, I can't he looked go. good last night. That's all I'm gonna say. He looked good. Granted, it wasn't nobody. I don't want to hear that shit. He don't even. Start. <laughs> get on my nerves now. But uh, you said Joey Baker and who gonna be tough together? You said who? I can't even hear you. I think it just went out. You said what? Yeah, I said Matthew Hurt. Yeah, I fucks with Hurt. I fucks with Matthew Hurt a yeah. lot. I think he's got potential to he be something special me, for us this he, year. He but. remind me of Christian Leitner. I think that's how Coach K going to use him. Not not as far as he going to be no <laughs> four-time All-American or nothing like that. I'm just saying, like, 
his his skill set running the offense the, way the same way it was. Like he's, a, he's a great face up guy, and he's he's good around the elbows and the short corners. Like you want ISO him right there on the, and just let him go to work. Yeah, I don't know. He gonna. I bet you by by conference play, he gonna be one of the guys we playing through. Mm, I mean, I'm not mad at that if we do. I would like to see us play through Vernon Carey. That's what we did last night. We looked phenomenal. Bro, you know who else I don't like no more, bro? Who? <laughs> Delorier, man. <laughs> he stinks. You know that's my guy. That's the energy guy. Man. Javin Delorier and Jordan Goldwire. Those are the energy guys. We need them. Yeah, man. But Delorier, man, he just – he not like Emil Jefferson. I mean, he's gonna play that same role. He's not as good as Emil. If if Delorier go crazy, how many points did he score? <laughs> Probably about fifteen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hit one three. <laughs> a couple free throws. Uh, some uh, some a uh, dunk. Yeah, he ain't. <laughs> See, I, but that's not who he is, though. His definition of going crazy is going to be locking up a defender at the other end, getting double-digit rebounds. I like his energy, and then he he touches the ball too much when he out there. <laughs> he does. He does. I will agree with that a hundred percent. He does touch the ball way too much. I don't like him. I I used to like. I didn't never mind when Emil got the ball. I hate and that's the thing. Emil's much more gifted on offense than Javon Delorier was. It's like, oh Lord, <laughs> <laughs> give it up, give it up. I'll be, I'll be wanting to kick it out. No being stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do like his energy though, so I can't, I can't do him like that. But that's, I think that's, like I think that that's where we where we uh, vary. Is that that's. Strictly how I look at Delorier, I look at him as just the energy. You gotta be I don't look, layup, bro. I don't, I don't look for him to do anything else. If you gonna shoot layups, you gotta be able to make layups, bro. Well, his layups is always layups that he shouldn't be taking. Though Contested. he always taking tough ass contested uh, jump hooks and shit. Like he not built like that. But I'm not. I'm not tripping. I, I fucks with Javin. I think Javin's gonna be special for us. And go if we're going. He need to be able to hit a three at least. Oh my gosh! Just one, please. That's all I'm asking. What's the, but, Sean Dockery? At least he could spot up and hit some jump shots. Nah, Sean Dockery, some shit. But, but at least he could hit some jumpers. I don't, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think for our for us to be successful this year, we're going to have to make our offense off of defense and in the half court set play through Vernon Carey. Simple and plain. I like Vernon Carey. I think I think we got potential to be a good team. I I hope we pan out, but we need some guys to step up. Trey Jones got to average like fifteen. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a big scoring year for Trey. Or else, what you come back for, bro? Everybody know you a you a point guard. Like we want to see you be like Kimba. I need to see you be like. <laughs> we ain't gonna see that. Like, just be. I need him bro. to be his brother. Be, be a scorer, man. 
I need him to be tired, but we ain't gonna see that. One of the Joneses got a defensive gene, and the other one got an offensive gene. I've chalked it up. But all right, enough about our Blue Devils. We don't want to hear our listeners complaining and shit. If you could pick some players out of the nation that you've watched thus far, I'll I'll go first, and it's gonna hurt my heart to do this. Oh, the best player that I've seen in the nation thus far, just out of the 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 few games that I've watched, man, it's to me it's not even fucking close. It's Cole Anthony. Nah. He and that shit, man. You ain't seen what that Wiseman did? I watched him last game. I ain't watched him the first game. He had like 28 and like 16 with like four blocks. <laughs> yeah, I saw the stat line. I ain't see the highlights or none of that. I watched Cole Anthony's game, like the whole game. Like, goodness fucking gracious. Yeah, he's special. He's just one of them guys, man. I feel like. I was explaining to my dad that Cole Anthony's one of them guys that if they had that rule to where they could go to the league, he would have went to the league off book. Yeah. Like, he's ready right now. And it's just – it's been a long time since Carolina's had a, a player like this, especially a point guard. I'm willing to go all the way back to a Raymond Felton since they had a guy that was this dynamic with the ball in his hands. I can't think of another Carolina point guard that was this talented. And Cole Anthony, he, he scares me. I'm not going to lie. It ain't not, too many players in the nation that scares me. Not me. But he scares me. We got the best on-ball defender in the country, so. We do, but he, I think he going to shoot over Trey. He ain't, he, bro, he could shoot, don't get me wrong, but he not no shooter. He probably going to shoot like 35% from three this year. Plus the he thing that I feel like. Six from ten, six for 10 every night. He's not. He's not that guy. Yeah, I don't. But the, but the scary thing is, he don't have to shoot from out there. Yeah, he can get to the cup at will. He's special. Don't get me wrong. I wanted him to come to Duke. But I know you was the first person to put me on to him. But I mean, I was already talking about it before he had shot crazy. I was like, if he if he shoot good from three, he gonna be a tough matchup. And that first game, he was. He was stroking. You can't do nothing with him. But he's not going to do that every night. He's a streaky guy. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to me that, I guess, makes me feel a little better about playing him is that we got guys we can throw at him. Carolina don't got a whole arsenal of guys that we got to worry about. So, excuse me, Trey Jones going to get some of that. Jordan Goldwire going to get some of that. Cassius Stanley going to get some of that. Like, it's going to be some guys that we throw at him for real. And he's, I feel like he's still going to get his, but – he ain't going to get his by the standards that he does against everybody else. We're a good defensive ball club as a whole, so I can't see him going for 30 nothing against my Blue Devils. I just can't. If people think he about to be shooting six for 10 and shit from three all the time, they crazy as shit. He ain't about to shoot like Trey Young did in college. He's not about to go like that. Nah, I don't think so, he's but I don't much, think he'll... He's much more of a slasher. Yeah, and I think that's what he'll do. I don't think... He's a very smart player. I think he's one of them guys that's just... He's... I felt like he was... I don't know. He he knew he was feeling it. Maybe he was feeling in a warm-up, so he came out and took those threes, but I don't think that's going to be a, a nightly occurrence from him. I don't think we'll see him shoot the ball that much from three. Yeah, 
nah, he, he'll shoot them. Because, I mean, like I said, he's a streaky shooter. Like, he he a streaky guy. He, he'll hit a couple in a row, you know what I'm saying? Or some nights he might struggle. Then the next night he might go crazy. Like, he, he just streaky. You, you don't really know with him. He's not going – He's not going to give you three made threes a night. Just like an Austin Rivers, huh? Yeah. If he if he going crazy, hit a couple layups and shit, then he going to start hitting the jumper. But if he if he's struggling, he 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 ain't got no no limitless range badges. <laughs> like that for real. I feel that. So if you had to pick somebody in the nation, it would be James Wiseman. I mean, them two, James Wiseman and Cole Anthony, they both went stupid in the first game. And, I mean, really, as far as this class is concerned, I mean, they had they was heading shoulders above the rest of that class anyway. Yeah, that's like everybody true. Everybody knew they was the top two. That's true. I'm going uh, to have to watch a little more basketball because I know it's some other great talent out there, but I just well, haven't been able to find it yet. It's a veteran. It's a veteran, but I ain't pick him because I already knew about him. But uh, Winston from Michigan. Yeah, Cassius Winston. He, and nobody going to be able to do nothing with him this year. Yeah, he's a problem. I'm excited for that matchup that we get to see them here soon because I want Trey Jones to get his face back. Yeah. I need him to, desperately. But um, let's – uh. Let's jump to some NFL, man. We we touched on LSU for a little bit, but um, there's been a lot going around about Joe Joe Burrow being the number one overall player in the nation and being a uh, in a draft. A lot of teams are looking at it from a standpoint as to they think that they might draft Joe Burrow number one. Is Joe Burrow the number one prospect in the draft this year? Do you think he's worthy of that number one pick? I mean, I personally wouldn't pick him. I would take Chase Young. But, I mean, he's worthy of that pick. I wouldn't look at you crazy if you took Joe Burrow number one. Uh, Ma'am, just first and foremost, Chase Young's the best player in the nation. So, I definitely feel like he should be number one. But if we're talking strictly quarterbacks, I don't even know if I'm taking Joe Burrow First, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, granted, I believe pure talent, Tua's the best quarterback in the nation. But Tua has all of these injury issues, so players, so I feel like GMs and franchises are going to look at that from a standpoint as to I don't know if we should take him. Yeah, he ain't played like, a full season yet. He's gonna be like the second or third round pick. Ain't nobody yeah. not the gym for Tua. He he hurt too much. Then you got Jake Fromm, who I believe is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow as well. I believe that Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback prospect because I think that he's right after that uh, as far as uh, who teams should take. I think that teams should look at Jake Fromm before they look at um, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a stud, though. That's not knocking him at all. I definitely think he'll be a first-rounder, but I just don't know if I'm spending my bucks on taking him number one overall. Uh, I feel like it also depends on the team, too. Depends on who gets that number one. If I'm somebody like Miami, I don't know if I'm going after a Joe Burrow. I'm probably going to take Chase Young because there's nothing appealing about my offense that's going to help Joe Burrow out right now. 
We don't have a steady run game. We don't have any receivers for him to throw to. We're not in a position right now to be going to get a quarterback and have him come out here and struggle and lose his confidence and shit. So if it's Miami, I'm taking Chase Young. If it's somebody like a Cincinnati or something like that, yeah, we 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 looking at taking a quarterback. I wouldn't be against them taking Joe Burrow. Seeing as, I mean, he was in Ohio State. He's an Ohio guy, so That's I feel like the situation for him. He's stepping in yeah. with a receiver too. Exactly. Not only that, good tight end as well. Like he, he that could that could be a good situation for him. But once again, I guess it just depends on. The scenario and who gets number one. I mean, you can't forget about Justin Herbert either. Yeah. Cuz from Michigan, QB. I mean, from Oregon. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any one of those guys could go number one as a quarterback. It just depends. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Joe Burrow go number one. I mean, shit, Tyler Murray went one. Yeah, Kyler Murray was having a gaudy season, though. I mean, what does uh, Joe Burrow have? I mean, I guess he is, but I, I don't know. It's different. I feel like the only reason Kyler Murray went number one is because they got Cliff Kingsbury down there, and that was the guy that he wanted. Yeah, but. Make him comfortable in his first year. You know how these how uh, the NFL draft is all about storylines at the top of it. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. Um, I guess it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if he went number one, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But let's uh, let's talk about some some potential playoff scenarios, man. There's been a lot going on. We've seen some teams that um, have been playing some really good football take some losses, and now it's looking like it's going to be a struggle for some teams to get into the playoffs. So out of the teams that are like in the hunt, I guess, or just that are currently in the playoffs or got a chance of being in the playoffs, what team do you see or what teams do you see right now in jeopardy and missing out on the playoffs? Yeah, go ahead. Cause that's my answer too. <laughs> <laughs> It might be the run. Looking like the run <laughs> might be over. <laughs> what run? Y'all ain't had no run. We've been to the playoffs, what, three years in a row? Four years in a row? Four years in a row? What? I said three or four. I don't remember that. We went the, the year before we went to the Super Bowl. Then we went to the Super Bowl. That's two. Damn, it's the Super Bowl last <laughs> week. Yeah, nigga. Oh, damn. <laughs> he said four in a row. Damn. <laughs> like, but I don't care. I mean, I'm cool with just contending for the playoffs. That's how bad we've been. Oh, we been hell. Like two games, bro. Three games. Like, we wasn't even relevant. So, I mean, if we, we go nine and seven I'm, and miss the playoffs – but I get to talk shit because we beat the Cowboys. I'm cool with that. No, I'm not beating the Cowboys. Kill, kill it. We are. Kill it. But, um, yeah, man, that's my answer, too, is the Rams. And the reason being is because 
I feel like these other teams have issues that can be fixed in a way. Um, Philly, they're in the hunt. Philly's got a lot of injury issues. I feel like once they get back healthy, they'll be pretty good. Um, you got my Cowboys who, goodness gracious, the same thing that's been going on is coaching. Like, there's so much going on there with coaching. But with y'all, it's like y'all just can't find that identity running the ball, which is a damn shame because Todd Gurley the best one at when healthy one of, if not the best running back in the league. And it's just sad to see him just fizz, fizzle out the way that he has this year. Like, I don't know what happened last year, but he just don't look like the guy. He don't look like the same guy this year. And the way that y'all's team is constructed, that if y'all's run game ain't going, y'all not going. That's what opens up everything. That's what makes Jared Goff – look the way that he does because he don't he doesn't have to sit there and pass all game. He can turn around and hand it off to Gurley all night until it's time to open up the offense. But now that y'all don't have a run game, yeah, it's it's looking rough. It's definitely looking rough. Some other teams that I would say though, um whatchamacallit, New Orleans better get something together because last week just laying look right at all. Like they couldn't protect Drew Brees to save his life. Uh, all the the timing looked off with all of the passes, which rightfully so, he hasn't been there. I mean, he played what well, is the second game back, so uh, that was to be expected. But I just did not expect them to get their heads whooped like that by the Falcons. <laughs> they got to get something together quick because if they come out and have another showing like that, they might be in trouble. Um. Uh, excuse me, Carolina Panthers are also in the race. Um, I don't think they make it in. I just, I feel like it's going to be a little steep for them. We're going to get in, though. Y'all got a good chance of getting in. Y'all do. We, Jared Goff got to quit turning the fucking ball over, man. Well, if he had a fucking run game, then he wouldn't turn the ball over as much as he does. No, for real. Well, you got to hear it. Y'all the niggas, y'all the dumb niggas that took him number one overall and knowing what he was. Uh, man, he got to give us more than what he been giving. Hey, y'all, he is what he is, and that's what he's going to be. I know, man, but damn. <laughs> the defense ain't really been all that this year neither, but I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope yeah, y'all got major woes going on right now. I mean, obviously Jalen Ramsey was huge for y'all, but I just I don't know, man. It's a, it's a lot of mystery going on with that team. We're gonna end up with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that would that would be beautiful for y'all next year, though. Uh, how? What y'all gonna trade for it? I don't know. They gonna get him up for washing machine or something. Yeah. All right. We <laughs> we see about that. What? Y'all have a better chance to grabbing somebody else than grabbing him. We gonna trade him for Ty Gurley. And you think the niggas gonna take that? They might as well. Hell no. That's one of them Madden trades, the override. <laughs> you turn the override one on that one. But um, yeah, man. Let um, I guess like like we just we just talked about the playoffs. We talked about Carolina. Um, 
I think the biggest downfall of them not making the playoffs or their reason for not making the playoffs would be that all they rely on is Christian McCaffrey. Um, Cal Allen has looked decent. He's looked a lot better than a lot of other quarterbacks have. But I don't think he's got what it takes to take them to where they need to be. But there's been a lot of speculation that Carolina's looking to him to be the guy. They want to build around uh, Christian McCaffrey. So they're looking to get rid of Cam Newton. They put him on IR. Um, said that they're looking to get rid of him. Do what's some? I guess if he does, if they do go their separate ways, what's some destinations that you think Cam could go? I think t- Cam desperately needs this right now too. By the way, I think he needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I think the Bears would be fire. I think. Uh, let's see. Shit, the Titans. Uh, I know what's the name of them trying to get down to what they want to do with Jameis. Shit, yeah, the Bucks. Be a little upgrade for them. I don't like him with the Dolphins. I don't like him with the Dolphins, and I don't like him with the Titans because the Titans ain't going to be able to protect him. He's going to be banged up again. They got a good defense, though. Yeah, that's very true. I like him with Chicago, though. Chicago don't got them issues of being able to protect the quarterback. It's that that quarterback can protect the ball. <clears throat> and then they got that defense, obviously. And that's, I mean, that's when Cam's at his best. That's when he was in his MVP year was when he had that defense rocking with him. So I feel like that's a good destination. Um Broncos would be decent. They got a good defense. Um, Cincinnati wouldn't be a bad destination for him. Um, where else? It was another team that I was thinking about. I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see Cam there. Um, damn, where was it? I can't even think. I don't know where it was, but yes, you said the Bills. That's all Josh Allen is, basically, is a Cam Newton. You think he better than Cam? Nah, he's not better than Cam, but I feel like the Bills drafted him, so they all yeah, they don't want to look stupid. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember who it was that I was thinking about. Oh, Bong, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would be smooth for him. But that's all they missing is a quarterback. And why spend all of that time drafting a quarterback when this looking like Pittsburgh might make the playoffs this year or some bullshit? <laughs> um, that's going to hurt them as far as their draft uh, draft positioning. Um, so, I mean, why, why, what better move to do than to grab a guy that's already established in the NFL? He can come right in, be your guy. It's not like you have anything else on that offense that's worth, I guess, being your franchise guy. Bring Cam in, give him the money. You got Juju out there for him to throw to. You got James Conner for him in the backfield. Go out and get him one more solid piece uh, as far as somebody else to throw to and and make it rock. I I would hate it because I don't like Pittsburgh, but I think that Pittsburgh's a good fit for him. I think he could go to Pittsburgh and – 
and, and turn some stuff around. Because Pittsburgh, we've all Pittsburgh's always had a good defense, and this year's no different. They've got a good defense as well. It's not great, but it's good. And I mean, that, that's obviously what Cam needs to thrive. So that wouldn't be a bad destination for him. But and before we get up out of here, man. <laughs> It's been a while. We wanted to touch on this way back when it first happened, but it's worth speaking on, man. The GOAT himself, Michael Jordan, said that Steph is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'ma let you handle that. What what's what what's what's going on with that? I didn't hear the exact quote, so I ain't gonna crucify him. I'ma just say that you know it's not even worth a debate. He said he will be a Hall of Famer, but right now he's not. I mean, technically speaking, I guess he's right. No. But, uh, if Steph Curry if Steph Curry never healed from that hand injury and decided to hang his shoes up, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I think, I mean, technically speaking, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Uh, so, I don't think that's what he meant at all. Yeah, so, but I mean, if not, then, I mean, he tripped it. <laughs> the only unanimous MVP in, in NBA history. I feel like if he never even won another MVP or anything, if he only just had that one unanimous, I feel like he would have been Hall of Fame with no rings. Just the three-point records, a unanimous MVP, he would have got in. Three-point record, unanimous MVP, and the way that he's completely changed the culture of basketball. Everybody wants to come down and shoot 30-footers now because Steph Curry makes it look so effortless. Whether it be little kids in the gym, whether it be high school kids, college kids, or kids that's in the NBA now. Steph Curry has set the standard, and now everybody wants to be that. Now you add another MVP to that resume and three championships. Like, that's a lot. First ballot. That's a fact, but... I don't know. I I didn't agree with Jordan from Gate when he said it. I'm like, whoa, like. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily surprise me because, outside of having a basketball in his hand, Jordan's not really that great at making basketball decisions. So it doesn't really surprise me that he would say something like that. Yeah, he's 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 one of them guys, but. Last topic, man. Brad Bill re-signed with the Wizards. Was that a good idea or no? Um, well... It's hard to say good. I guess did it make sense? Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's always good when you get more money. It makes sense because he doing that little joint where... He waiting. Yeah, until he been in the league 10 years and then he'll be eligible for the most money that he would be eligible for. So he he playing the long game, I guess. But if I was him, I'd be trying to get up out of Washington. That seems like it is a bad situation. Yeah, I feel like once he signed that two year deal, that kind of like like you said, it's leading him into that uh, that big money. But that big money is most likely going to come from Washington. I don't think that that's where he needs to be. Brad Bill is a phenomenal basketball player. He's excuse me, one of the top shooting guards in the league. I just hate to see him in that position. Like I feel like he's going to find himself in a very Devin Booker type situation. 
where it's just him and niggas is not going to give him the credit that he deserves. Granted, I think he deserves way more credit than Devin Booker, but I feel like he's going to be one of those forgotten about guys just because of all of the bullshit that's going on in Washington. Like, well, I, don't, I guess John Wall's what? Is he done for the season? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with John Wall. But yes. you put John Wall back, they just don't they don't gel well together. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like I I guess I don't know. Once John Wall comes back or gets healthy enough for them to make a decision on whether they're gonna trade him or not, that's gonna I guess to me start to weed out the future. Cause right now it's just a cloud over top of that franchise. And it's like they can't make any decisions because they don't know what's going on with John Wall. He sitting courtside at games, pumping up crowds, standing up and all that. He don't look as injured to me as I expected him to be. So I don't I guess I don't know. I happen to think that Brad Bill shouldn't have signed, but I mean it's money, so I can't tell a man not to get this bag. Right. It is what it is. But yeah man, I I don't know. I guess we'll see how that plays out, but yeah, man, that pretty much does it for the episode. Was there anything else you want to say to the people? No, that's it for me. Um, not really much I want to say outside of my Lakers looking phenomenal. My Blue Devils about to be the number one team in the nation, and my Buckeyes are the best team in the nation. If my Cowboys can get their shit together, it'll be a phenomenal time for me. But outside of my Cowboys, everybody else is looking like we're here. So, Buckeyes, we are the best team in the nation. Let's just go ahead and clear that up. Chase Young, best defensive player in the nation. Jeff Akuda, best D-back in the nation. We just, we're, we're star-studded all over the place. My Blue Devils, I'm going to hold off on that for right now. I'm going to just let us enjoy being number one for a little while. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't really got much else to say either. So, signing out, it's your boy Ish. Mr. Boy Sam, man, we appreciate it. We out.